it was not just big for them. It was big for us. Like this was a moment where we felt like this thing's actually working. Yeah. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Do you remember doing show and tell when you were in school? Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale Carmi sitting here with my brother, Brian. Hey, guys. Coming to you live, recorded from our studio in Louisville, Ohio. And uh, today it's kind of a, a fun topic for us. We're talking about, when, and you've heard, if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard us talk about um, the first Forevalon conference. And even the second. Even the second. This was the first Forevalon conference in Albuquerque. And that was kind of a watershed moment for us. Is that right? Watershed? Yeah. Is that the right yeah. thing? Yeah. I, it I, was it a big moment for us. And, you know, uh, I said something about show and tell. I felt like a little bit like we were letting people, not just we were having a conference, but they were getting a chance to see They were coming us. into our, our world. Yeah. Well, and look, we've said this before. A lot of times you feel like the Wizard of Oz. Like well, you're sitting there pulling the, 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 pushing the buttons and pulling the levers and things and then. Toto pulls away the curtain and everybody realizes, whoa, this isn't what I thought it was. So we were pulling back the curtain ourselves by letting our dealers uh, come into town, see our offices, see where we do business and, and how we did it. But we were kind of on a point where we were transitioning a little bit and, and moving. Yes. Um, so first of all, we didn't just have the conference at our office. We rented out a pretty big we hotel. We rented a hotel. The Drury Inn, <laughs> Drury. in Albuquerque. Uh, we had do you a nice think of room. Druids every time you say I that? Do. I cannot help but think of Druids every time we say the Drury Inn. And I would just like to say, what is Drury? Is that somebody's name? It has to be somebody's name because it's not a Druid. That's a bad name. I'm sorry, Mister Drury. You might have wanted to go. I, I feel What's like that? hey, the only way to make it good is if you go buy your wife some Drury for Christmas. Oh, then it's okay. Are you going to trying to get? Yes, that's yeah. what I was shooting I for. I was going for this one. No, it was definitely the other one. I think the audience was like this. <laughs> well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> so anyway, I would uh, just a, a quick plug for the Drury Inn. They were terrific hosts. It was great. It was a new hotel. In Sorry Albuquerque about laughing the about the name, but the hotel was very um, good. I, you know, and our, our conference has grown and changed and it wouldn't fit in the Drury Inn today. This was a, you know, we'd but go if to it the, did, I would be willing to do it true. because they were you very and good. Both. And I think our conference was like on the fourth or fifth floor, or maybe it was higher than that. Yeah, it was up there. It was up high, uh, but it was, it was neat. It was fun. We got a chance to bring <laughs> it dealers. Was up high. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it was, I remember that. <laughs> I remember it was like a, a board. I mean, it was bigger than a boardroom, but yeah. it wasn't like a big ballroom or anything. No, no, not it was a ballroom. Kind of a conference room. But anyway, it was a big moment for it us. It was. Um, we <laughs> had I, so that. we got to bring dealers in. We got to go tour some of the projects that we had done. Yeah, and show some of our work. Which, by the way, I'm just gonna throw out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk I was about in it. Albuquerque two, three weeks ago, and I got to see 
one of the projects that we installed in 2003. This is before Forevalon was even Forevalon. Yes, it is still going. So still here we are, still 20 years later, more than 20 years. And that project, it's a front yard on a street in Albuquerque, still cruising. And, and it doesn't look half bad, it does it? It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. So that was kind of neat, but it was fun. So we we were showing people some of the projects we had done. We were showing you know dealers and, and even friends and family. We had some family members come in um, our our office where we had started. If you remember, it's what you remember. <laughs> if I remember, we had started. Oh, tell unit. me about this, Brian. I don't seem to remember. <laughs> we were at the San Mateo. Let me tell you how it went. We were at the San Mateo Commercial Plaza, and Unit J is where we started. We had upgraded. Oh yeah, to Unit C. Oh yeah, it was we're moving up the newer. alphabet. It was maybe some new look title. out. A here we come. And so we were in that space and uh, we were in the process. We had actually, I think, purchased, completed purchased the purchase the building. or at least we're in the process of, of a building about a mile down the road. So we could take people and show them projects. We show them the office we started, the office we were in now and the office we were, we were getting ready to, to move into. It was, it was kind of like show and tell. Ah, there's there, the that's question. The you were wondering where I, I was going. I wondered where you were going yeah. with that question, show and tell. Not show and tell Johnson from FL Minnesota. Oh, boy. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but look, we're having fun. We're laughing about this, but this really was a, a, a big moment in the story because so many different things come together. Like you said, we're showing off what we have. The dealers are coming in to see it. We had just hired our brother, Jim Carmi. Yes. And he actually came out to... This was his first trip to Albuquerque. Albuquerque. He mm-hmm. had never been to Albuquerque. He got to come to Albuquerque to see us and where we live. He got to see Forever Lawn, this thing he didn't really know other than hearing uh, you know, hearing us talk about it. Um, and it was the first... Uh, no, it wasn't. I was going to say it was the first family member we hired, but we had had Brittany working for us. It was the first of the brothers. Jim beat Ken on that one. Yep. Um, but so ironically, was, Ken beat Jim coming to the conferences and doing work. Yes. Ken just Ken didn't was get a dealer. paid for it. Ken was a dealer. Yeah, Forever on yeah, yeah, okay. Ravenna, Ohio <laughs> area type. Oh, there's stories about that. We'll do, yeah, no, Denise and the uh, Denise's suburban with a roll of grass pout on top of it. Yeah, she wasn't too happy about that. So and so we have Jim there. And then we also, because we had the conference, we wanted to take our whole team, which was really you and me, Josh and Joe and Donna mm-hmm. to the conference. Right? Priscilla has left. Yes. We had nobody to answer the phone. We phones, needed someone to answer the phone. So we hired Zyan. Thank you, to Zyan. Come in and answer the phones while we were all at the conference, and she never left. I mean, just temporary. <laughs> you beat me to the punch. <laughs> I didn't get there in time. The idea was we were hiring her just just to for, fill a, couple in for a couple days, but she did such a good job answering the phones. We're like, she never you want to stick? We kept her. Yeah. Hey, you, you find a good one, you keep them. That's right. So, um, and then we had an outside speaker. We did. I would like to say it was a paid outside speaker. I cannot remember. He was an outside speaker. <laughs> Maybe we gave him lunch. I'm but, sure something. But we had Coach Rick. Coach, love you. Thank you for being a part of that and coming in and speaking life to our team. 
Yes. So Coach Rick was a, a good personal friend. I think we talked about him a little bit with the Northeast Heights Trojans. We, we talked about oh, it yeah. on one of the episodes. Um, Coach is the one that introduced us to David Standridge. Foreshadowing. Uh, which would be a big, big part of our story moving forward. And Coach is just an excitable guy. He, he is. is high energy. He is motivation. Um, he's the guy, like when, when we coached, I was the coach that, you know, kind of calm. Here's, you were probably here's like what Nick we want to do here. Oh, thanks. That one. He's one of the greatest coaches <laughs> in college football history. That was a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. you were, I appreciate <laughs> even Keel, that compliment. You, you couldn't have said Jim Trestle? Well, I think Nick Saban's a better coach than Jim Trestle. Who would you rather be? I think Nick Saban is a better coach. (laughs) So I'm Nick Saban, I guess. Coach Rick was Bobby Knight. (laughs) Okay, Bobby Knight, maybe. Uh, Rest in peace. Coach was high energy excitement. He's the guy that, you know, I I would talk to the team. Here's what we want to do about how we're going to do it. And then he's the guy, just get them fired up. And when he's done talking, they're ready to go tear down walls. Yeah. And I think that's why the name coach Rick's I mean, he was a coach with you and his name was Rick. So it's really interesting (laughs) how that name stuck. But I mean, he seemed seemed like a coach. Like he just, he was a coach. (laughs) This is really insightful, (laughs) Brian. (laughs) You're just getting me back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coach Rick was a coach and his name was Rick. Therefore, but why did we call him Coach Rick? I don't remember anybody calling you Coach Dale. You were the oh, head coach. Mm. <laughs> Rick, Rick doesn't call you Coach Dale. So I'm just saying. Here's what here's, he does. Actually, he calls me Coach. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask him. So it was, it was fun. Uh, he was definitely, he was given a, a high energy speech to our team and I did we do we have now we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. yeah so, we had I, I think we talked about in a previous episode that we had uh, an employee who joined our team and had had some um, challenges challenges um, she had to get she had, I, I don't know if it was some medical PTSD treatment or something for, she had had some treatment for that and um, she, she was, this was after the treatment she was back but maybe she wasn't quite herself anymore. Yes. She was, she was a little bit off. She was maybe still recovering from some of the treatment, some of the medications and, and things. Trauma and excitement Trauma. probably was not good for her. So, and, and we were excited to have her back and we thought this would be an encouraging thing. And she was sitting Let's front put her row. right up front, front and center. Front row. And coach Rick, look, we do that to this day in, in our team meetings. There is there anybody are, that sits in the front row, they, they get a chance to win five bucks. Yeah, they're in the front rewards. row, we're giving away five bucks because we want people to sit down front because you get the information quicker. Right. If you're in the back, you're up of the close. Room. You're back in the room, it's another clap. I heard that? that before you did. You got to, you yeah. got the, the benefit of that. Exactly. So important to sit up front if you're doing something. But seriously, it, it engages you. It says something about the value you're placing on. Uh, the talk on the information. And so she's front and center. Well, we talked about this at church last week, right? I mean, we still sit up front. I mean, we oh. remember dad used to parade us up front. We'd always be late Hated it. and we'd have to go sit up front. We thought this was why the were we thing. late most of the time. It was probably us. No, Ken. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, um, we, <laughs> we would, uh, we would always go up front, but we still sit up front. And, and yeah. I, I mean, 
it limits distractions. Yep. You you learn better. We were joking about the you hear information faster, just in case anybody missed that. But um, we only, put only Laura up joking. front. We wanted her to have that experience. And oh, Coach, she got the Coach experience. Rick went off, and he was he was fired up, and he was. I mean, there gotta, was gusto. You Got to make something out of your life, and you can't. Don't be waste stuck. it back and he didn't say don't be a loser but that that idea of don't <laughs> right don't, don't that's the motivational <laughs> speech right there you need to don't say, be a loser this is why coach rick was the motivational speaker because <laughs> he, he knows how to say that Dale. the right way <laughs> and anyway in the midst of this like exciting tirade of information i was, I was motivated i was ready to go take we the field. see laura jump up and i'm thinking she's like jumping up to clap she wasn't. No, she was crying. She ran across the front row, out the back, back of the room, out the door, never to be seen at that conference again. Correct. She she didn't leave us completely from forever long, but apparently yet, but that it, was a little bit much for her. A little bit high energy. I have never seen that reaction from a motivational <laughs> speech before, and I doubt I will ever see it again. You know, it was amazing. Coach Rick was unfazed. He kept going. It was like it never happened. He just, I don't even know if he knew. He was so in the moment. <laughs> I certainly knew because I saw her screaming through the the rest of the attendees, bawling in With tears, on running out the back and then disappearing. Um, but you know what? We, you never know where somebody is in life. And yeah. I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with what Coach Rick was saying. It just was the, it hit her It was a little bit much. You know? So that happened at a Forever Long Conference. Um, do you remember, uh, we talked about, do you remember the theme of the conference? Think big. Think big. And what we were trying to do was, because we had been dealers, and we knew what it was like to be dealers in a market and really not know what other people were doing, what's going on, what the industry looks like, what have you is we wanted to help expand the vision of our dealers to see it bigger than just them. Um, to and, and that's that's part of the advantage of being in Albuquerque. Let them see what we're doing. Let them see some of the projects we've done. Let, and then paint a vision for them right? of what's coming and what's possible. And we, we can talk about this more, but I think the thought was if they saw what we saw, they would then see what we see. Right, if they could see in Albuquerque, these are the projects we had done. And think big was also big projects. Like we had done Isleta, we had done Park Chester, so it was big project, but also big vision. There's a seesaw joke in there somewhere, and I just can't come up with it. Something about pudding. <laughs> that was an office reference for somebody. But anyway, um, it was it was a big moment. I said it was a watershed moment. This was but it was it was not just big for them, it was big for us. Like this was a moment where we felt like this thing's actually working. Like yeah. We had, I don't know, 20 or so dealers coming in. Yep. We had our first achievers trip foreshadowing coming up in the future. We had some level of success with these big projects. We would move from this little office and we were moving into bigger spaces and, and like it was and, happening. And as this is happening, we know that we are moving back to Ohio. Yeah. But we were thinking that we were planting our flag in the ground in Albuquerque because we're buying that building. We have the team and we made it a point to kind of build Albuquerque as the headquarters. Yep. This is 
where Frevlon is, even though we're going to Ohio. Yeah. And, and amazing. I might have missed that one a little. <laughs> hey, you're giving away the story. <laughs> People don't know. Um, just kidding. But all of that is, that's, that's the good side, but all of that, and I know we've talked about this in the previous couple seasons of this podcast, but I don't expect everybody has heard all of it. I mean, what? this was on the heels of so many failures, failure after failure, projects that went bad, team members we hired that were bad, utilities being shut off, vans being repossessed, houses foreclosed. We were just flat yeah. broke yeah. for so much of that time. And yeah. now to see this thing has evolved from the two of us doing installs to the two of us doing installs. <laughs> and and- <laughs> remember last episode, yeah, the last episode we were still doing installs, but we have, and I, so what we, we probably had 50 people in that room. Yeah. We had an outside speaker coming in. We had things we had happening. We have big projects, new offices, was starting to work. Yeah. And what you're saying there, Brian, uh, it's not lost on me partially because we planned it together, but I I just want to restate that moment of feeling like that's, that's one of the times I felt like we had crested the wave. We were out in front of it. We talked about the Placidus man. We talked about, you know, seeing the wave coming and paddling to stay ahead of the wave. We talked about all these things, you know, just trying to be ready. I felt like at that moment we were, we were finally like out in front of it or we were riding it or it was happening. That was a moment for us. Spoiler alert. That wave would crash on us, (laughs) (laughs) but that's another, (laughs) for another time. It was, I mean, it was really neat to see this stuff coming together and, um, speaking of waves crashing, who else was at that conference? Um, I think there was somebody from California. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, let's, let's use the name Matt. There was a guy, Matt, who was there. And his wife. Um, and we will talk more about that later, but there was a special meeting with Joe just talking with Matt about California and what was going on there. And that would be a pretty big moment in the course of forever. Foreshadowing. So, you know, there's a lot that was going on here. But again, to, to come back, we, we talked about the theme of the conference being think big. You know, the big projects, but wanting people to see our vision. And, and I think, you know, as business owners, leaders in general, there is a real art or a learned skill in casting vision. And I think sometimes I tend to assume or did early on that people will, if, if they saw what I saw, here's your seesaw, yeah, get, here get thinking. Go. If they saw what I saw, they would see what I see. Well, here's what happened. We got cherry bombed. Oh, (laughs) that was beautiful. Um, But the truth is they don't, right? You have to cast the vision for people. You have to help people. Like we wanted people to think big just because we were seeing it and we were starting to think big. But it was more than just telling them to think big and them seeing some of the projects and all of a sudden it clicks for them. It didn't. It took... Repetition. repetition. It took finding new ways to say it. And, and you know, there's a, there's a saying, I, I, I think it's Andy Stanley, but it's vision leaks. And, and you have to, you have to keep refilling that tank and keep painting that vision. And you have to be intentional about casting that vision over and over and over again. Yeah. I, I, I refer to it as beating the drum 
And for anybody that lives in northeastern Ohio and grew up watching the Indians, you remember uh, the guy. I remember his name's John. I could, John Adams, maybe? I think uh, John was, Adams was a founding father. Yeah, he was, but he also liked the Indians. <laughs> but he'd sit in the outfield with a bass drum and just beat the drum. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Whether it's a, a key moment where somebody's up to bat or a pitcher trying to strike somebody out for the Indians, beat the drum, beat the And you just hear it and you hear it and you hear it and you hear it. That's what it has to be with the message. Yeah. Whatever the message you're trying to get through to your team, your coworkers, your family, your kids, your spouse, I don't know. Don't just assume because you've shared it once, because you've shared it twice, because you've shared it half a dozen times, it's landed. Keep beating the drum. Keep beating the drum. If it's an important message, if it needs to be delivered, keep beating the drum. And what happens to us, Brian, I know because we've talked about this, is we may say something a hundred times. Yeah but we might say it to a hundred different people in our minds. We've said it a hundred times to them. They've only heard it once. And if they've heard it maybe two or three times, they haven't, they probably haven't heard it. They haven't heard it. And this is something as, as our organizations got bigger, you know, we've, we've done this and we can talk in a minute about how we do that now, but I think it's incredibly important for a new business. Um, when you're a startup, it's hard to attract people to where you are you have to attract people to where you're going and being able to paint that vision and being able to cast that vision and helping people see what you see is a critical part from a startup being able to attract the talent it needs to grow and get bigger. I mean, when we first got started, like it wasn't who it wasn't where we were that was attractive to people. Oh no, that wasn't attractive it to was anybody where we're going, yeah. but our ability to, to cast that vision, to share that, is really important. And, and we see that with a lot of new dealers today, right? Within the Foreverland world, we have, you know, dealers getting started that take the Foreverland brand to their local market and they might see what's a, what is potential, but, yeah, but, but the people in don't In order for them to attract the people that will help them get there. They need to be able to cast that vision and be able to say, Hey, here's where we're going point to other dealers. That's an easier thing now, maybe to point to other successful people. But if you're starting a business, know that your ability to cast vision is going to be a critical component of your ability to get the to people grow. on your team that you need to grow. Yeah. So how do we do this today? Well, let me tell you, Brian, <laughs> uh, be intentional, right? We're talking about doing it, but you have to be intentional about doing it. It doesn't just happen. Um, you've got to think about it. If you have to write it down, if you have to set goals for yourself, be intentional about delivering the message, about beating the drum, about repeating it over and over and over. Um, how we do it. We, we still have the forever long conference. We, we have monthly meetings. That too. <laughs> we do both. <laughs> I jumped we, got, we got orders, uh, items two and three mixed up. We have, we have monthly meetings where we get our dealers together and we, you know, we update them on things over the month. But one of the things, what's one of the things we do every meeting, every monthly meeting? We recap our core values, core values our, culture, our culture, and talk about where we're headed. We paint vision. Yep. Every time we repeat that. Integrity, quality, innovation, the five Fs. 
So then, as you said, we have the conference. Every year we have the Frevalon conference um, where everybody comes together and we repeat these messages and we wrap up the previous year and we paint the vision for the coming year and years ahead. Yeah, and this conference in Albuquerque we were talking about was the beginning of the January cadence of the conferences. From this period on, it was January. The first one was March and we had December and then we kind of went 13 months to January and now it's every January. And I love the January because it gives us a chance to paint a vision for the year, to cast a vision for here's where we are headed this coming year. So trivia, a little piece of trivia for you guys. Forevalon started in 2004. Yes. The first Forevalon conference was in 2005. Yes. We've had a conference every year, but there was no conference in 2006. You are full of isn't that, isn't that in there? How do you do that? We could have given that one to Sam, or Samson could have given that one to Delilah. Yeah, the Philistines. <laughs> Except the problem is, I just told them we had one in December, <laughs> and then we had thirteen months. But that's that's your answer. But the conference is a critical way that we cast that vision. And and you may not have a conference in your business or your life or whatever you're leading, but you need to find ways to continually cast that vision and and make it fresh, make it new. Talk about where you're headed. And and maybe that changes a little bit from year to year, because when you've gotten a little bit further, you can see a little bit further. Yeah. So sure that to. was be intentional. We, we, we monthly repeated on forum calls. We annually repeat at the conference and the final thing, and Brian had said it already, we'll repeat. Um, you may feel like it's too much a second or third time you say it, but if somebody's only heard it two or three times, they haven't heard it yet. So you need to continue to say it, continue to say it. Don't grow weary. Keep putting the message out there. I would say until you get tired of hearing your team repeat it, you haven't said it enough. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Think you got you could chew on that one for a little bit, couldn't you? <laughs> You're thinking. I can see the wheels turning. Chewing on that like a wad of edamame. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> oh man. So um, you know, again, just just hopefully you guys have gotten something out of this and we, we want to help you understand the importance of casting vision. And, and that was a big part of what we did at this first forever on conference. Um, and, and again, it was a big moment and, and, you know, pride in itself is a bad thing, but there are moments where it's okay to be proud of what you're yeah, a part of. Your, and I, I think accomplishments. Yeah. There, there are times to look at your business and your life or your accomplishments and say, not hey, look how great I am, but just be thankful that you were able to be a part of something that is being successful. And take pride in the work. Yep. So, hope you guys uh, got something out of this. If you did, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can email us, podcast at foreverland.com. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, Impact Without Limits. And we'd love to see comments. Share, share some of the posts, make a comment, and let us know if something we said was impactful for you. Guys, take, take some of what you've heard, filter through it, but use some of this information to go out and be people of impact. God bless. This is the Threadco Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.